Welcome once again to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Robert Hoffman. Thanks for joining us. Today, we are going to be reading The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. Mm-hmm. All aboard. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this is our... <laughs> I said ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I did. meant to say choo-choo. And then... What? Ho just came out. In and fairness. I realized it was not choo, so I it was like, oh, no. But then I realized, oh, that's still a Christmas thing. <laughs> so it was fine, but I still in, needed to explain it. In fairness, ho... Ho is half of the word chew. You're right. So you it's were the middle half. <laughs> yeah, the middle. You just forgot the the uh-huh. bread part of the word. Yes, I word right. sandwich. You're right. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a, the first <laughs> the first installment to our holiday series. Right. We're very excited. We've been thinking about this for months. And um, since we started the podcast, yeah, it was very early on mm-hmm. that we were excited about it. And we've done Chris Van Allsburg before. Right. We did, um, which was it? Jumanji. Jumanji. Correct. Jumanji. For those who have listened. Yeah, that was a good title. Um, Bobby, do you have any supplemental facts about Chris Van Allsburg? He is from East Grand Rapids, Michigan. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. For some reason, he seemed more English to me. Nope. Huh. There, there you have it. Okay. There you have it, folks. Okay. East Grand Rapids, Michigan. Very cool. I got one. Okay. I got one I'm actually really excited about. I did some pretty solid research. In all of his books, apparently, there is a little white dog. Oh, okay. Okay. And I didn't know this until I kind of researched on his website. Now that you say it, though. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And a lot of people were curious, why is this dog always there? Apparently, in his first book, I don't remember the name of it offhand, he wanted there to be a dog, a white dog, a a bull terrier specifically. But he didn't have a bull terrier to model. And he would look up pictures, and he couldn't find one that worked. So his brother wanted to adopt adopt a dog. And he was going to get something like a golden retriever. But Chris Van Allsburg was like, nah, you want something more interesting <laughs> than a golden retriever. You should get a bull terrier. Wow. And he, he convinced his brother to get a bull terrier. So here's a fact about Chris Van Allsburg. He is a manipulative brother. Yes. He manipulates his family and feels nothing. <laughs> it's funny. You guys can't see. Bobby's looking at his phone, so I thought he had pulled out like, <laughs> an actual yep, fact. Nope, nope. Yeah, it says right here. It's on his uh, his website. I manipulate my family and I yeah. feel nothing. So first he... person is rough. Anyway, first book, though, is The Garden of Abdul Ghassasi. That's the reason I actually okay. got it out. So if anybody wants to, you know, check that book out and see, see the, uh, the... The Bull Terrier. The Bull Terrier. Yeah, so they got the Bull Terrier that they named... That, that his brother named Winston, and that was the model for Fritz, who is the Bull Terrier in that book. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that dog, the real dog, Winston, died pretty early from some medical complication. So Chris Van Allsburg put him in every one of his books as a little commemoration oh. of Winston. That's very nice. It really is. Glad you shared that fact. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad I found it. I wasn't expecting to find <clears throat> something as interesting. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to have something more bland. Gives us a lot of insight into Chris Van Allsburg, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. 
I like that. You don't get that with children's books off this lot. I've realized in doing this podcast with, you know, authors of things for adults and for even for teenagers, because teenagers care a lot about the people that write things that they read as do adults, uh, you know more about authors, you know, in general, like Stephen King. Yeah, we all know what he looks like. And we know, we you know, everyone knows like stories about him and stuff like that. Right. They're part of the story. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like really big author names for adults and for older kids, you know, you know stuff about them. Right. But younger kids, you just know their name. Yeah. You don't even have a picture usually. Right. You know, in your head of what that person looks like. And I bet most kids, or some number of kids, don't even really know what that means. Yeah. You know, I remember watching the cartoon Little Bear on like Nickelodeon when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it was by Maurice Sendak. <clears throat> and right. I had no idea what that meant at all. Right. You They're just, just Maurice Sendak. Yeah. Yeah. And I would watch this and I was like, where's Maurice Sendak? Right. <laughs> Who is this character? Is he like Christopher Robin? <clears throat> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so with that, do you want to give us a rundown of, uh, the Polar Express? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Polar Express, let me reach up my memory banks here. Um, if you want a good rundown of Polar Express, you don't feel like reading it, you just want to listen to something you said, listen to the Liam Neeson version. Yeah, we posted a link of it on our Facebook. Yeah. So you can find it if you like our Facebook, or just YouTube. Yeah, you have to like our Facebook, though, if you want to see it. Yeah. You have to click that like button. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very relaxing listen. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get on with it. Let's. So there's this kid, right? And he's got a friend, and the kid's friend says, Santa's not real. And this kid is uh, upset about that. He's also obsessed with hearing this Santa's bell. For some mm-hmm. He wants to hear the bells on the yeah. sleigh. He really just cares about that for some reason. I guess, I guess that's going to prove his friend wrong or whatever. He's just obsessed with that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's he's up late, it's Christmas Eve, he's trying to hear these bells, but instead he hears some train noises, he goes outside, there's a train there. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? He goes out, there's a conductor, the conductor says, all aboard! <laughs> and he's like, Boo, where are we going? And the conductor's like, we're going to the North Pole, of course, and he's like, alright. So he gets on the train, they go to the North Pole, um, they see all this cool stuff, they get off, he finds out Santa's going to give the first gift of Christmas to one special lucky kid he gets picked he gets the gift and he gets to pick what he wants and of course he picks the silver bell from the sleigh santa loves that idea he has one of his little elf guys go cut one off give it to him um he's all happy he takes it he puts it in his pocket Woohoo! until later he's leaving and he realizes when he reaches in his pocket to see his bell it's not in there there's Mm-mm. a hole in his pocket it fell out and he, he's you know he's distraught but whatever is no you can't you can't get it now so the train goes back leaves him at his home the conductor says merry christmas he goes inside he's upset he goes to bed wakes up it's christmas and you know you can't stay upset on christmas but you kind of can when you lost your present directly from santa and he handed you anyway He's opening all his presents, whatever. He's with his sister. There's one more present. He opens it up. It's the bell from Santa. It has even a personalized note from Santa. Yeah. It says Mr. C. Mr. C. To be fair. Which we we assume it's Santa. It could be... Um, uh, who could it be? Uh, 
Kenny Chesney. It could be anybody. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chesney? Yeah, it could be from Kenny Chesney. We don't know. Um, and he gets the bell back, and his parents can't hear the bell because you need to believe in Christmas to hear the bell. And year, like, year after year, more and more of his friends can't hear the bell because they don't believe anymore, but he stays true, can always hear the bell, he always believes. Mm-hmm. So the moral is belief in Santa. That is the moral. Do you think that's the whole moral? I said that, like, sort of, you know, well, tongue-in-cheek. I think there's more to it that I'm going to let you tackle. Well, I think it's about the rewards that you get for believing. Mm-hmm. You know, belief will um, sow its own rewards. Um, just going to the North Pole on this cool train, seeing Santa. Yeah. That in and of itself is a reward for the belief that he had. Right. And then he gets the present, too. That's even cooler. Mm-hmm. And then he has this beautiful music for his whole life. Um, and, it, you know, I don't think that that is restricted to just the belief in fantastical things like Santa. Yeah. It's probably more pragmatically about belief in yourself or the community that you live sure. in or things like that. Just loyalty. He stays loyal yeah. to Santa all those years. No one else does. Yeah. You know? I like that way, that way of looking at it. Loyalty. Cool. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Setting. North Pole. Done. Take that. Well, I mean, so they go to the North Pole. Where is he from, though? Grand Rapids, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. It definitely, I did a little research about what countries are more likely to see white Christmases. Okay. Number one, did you know there are legal definitions of a white Christmas in different countries? No, I didn't know that ridiculous thing is true. It's, yes. In in the UK, it is if one <coughs> snowflake has fallen on the ground on Christmas Eve or Christmas, it is a white Christmas. Oh, in other places, yeah. it needs to be like, like two centimeters of what, snow. What does what this matter legally? I don't, you know, know, I feel like it's just a frivolous fun thing. Yes. But I don't know. I mean, is is there something, you know, there could be something riding on that. Could be. Not could be. anything that I know of, but uh, so there are legal definitions of what is a white Christmas from country to country. Good to know. Um, Sorry. And there, there are many, many countries in the world are very unlikely to experience a white Christmas. Most of the Southern Hemisphere won't at all because it's, you know, summer for them with the exception of some of the southernmost thing countries southernmost thing (laughs) um and even in the the northern hemisphere a lot of countries england is not particularly prone to white christmases Mm -hmm. most of uh the western european countries aren't because of the the gulf stream okay you get many white christmases more often as you go farther east in Europe and north in North America. So right. Canada is very common and the northern United States it's pretty common. Right. So for example, East Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yep. I just wanted to do my cool. I, I just wanted to do my sh- my shtick <laughs> no, about yeah, yeah. No, about you got to do it. Is. You got to do it. And I have to do my shtick <laughs> where I say that wasn't necessary. Yeah. And we know in our hearts that it is. It's important that I say it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Cool. So we know where it is. Yep. 
Um, the very beginnings of the story. Are Actually, hold on, hold on. It's not. Okay. It's not really in the North Pole. Right, because right, that's impossible. Yeah, right, because right, that's right. impossible. I said North Pole, and I realized now. No, it's not. Right, that what would be I impossible. What am I thinking? That's nonsense. That is nonsense. Oh man, get out of here. I'm sorry. One more slip like that, I'll be fired from this podcast. Yeah. Replaced with someone, Kenny Chesney. I don't know. Kenny Chesney. That man's full of nonsense. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no problem. Excuse me. Not in my That's store. Two problems right there. <laughs> Three if we count the feet separately. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, it, the story starts off pretty believable. Kid doesn't believe in Santa. Another kid does. Wake up. They're excited about Christmas and all that. Until, of course, we see a train outside. Right. And the train is in the middle of the street. Okay, so I was thinking. There are people who live next to train tracks, right? There are. Yeah. There are. It seemed to me in the illustration the train was in the middle of the street. Uh, but you couldn't see under the train. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so we could say that that train is a real train. Yeah. It's a real train. Sure. I how could it not be? What else would it be? Right. I guess it must be a train of some type. Yeah. So this train pulls up mm-hmm. middle of the night. That's not unbelievable. Many trains run all night. Exactly, yeah. Nighttime train. Um we don't really know how late it is, do we? Does it say? It doesn't say. No. We know that it's nighttime. <clears throat> it's I mean, you know, it gets dark pretty early at this time of year, so yeah. It's after six. We could presume it's later because he was awoken. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like it's got to be sometime after ten. Sure. To to have fallen asleep and woken up. I've always sort of felt that the first Christmas present of Christmas is like at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. So, yeah. It's, it's, some, it's sometime before midnight, definitely. It has to be before I agree. Um, and the look of the train makes sense because this was a long time ago. The book was published in 85, and the narrator is an old man in 85. So this is early 20th century. Makes sense that it's kind of like a steam engine sort of train. Right. Um, and then the boy leaves his house, which is bold is bold definitely to go to the train now if the train is common what is it that compels the boy to approach the train this yeah evening? so this boy is staying up late on christmas eve right mm-hmm. i think he's awoken isn't he or no, is he just i think he's listening for he might just be saying that. maybe i'm wrong I don't remember. His ears are, are waiting. His ears are waiting. Yeah, his ears are expectant. <laughs> they're waiting. And there is a train sound. So he goes out. So what I'm thinking is he is so expecting, whether he's asleep or awake, to hear Santa. Right. He hears the sound. And in his brain, he's like, that's not what I expected Santa to sound like. Mm-hmm. And I know Santa's supposed to be here about now, so curiosity is going to get you. Even if it's the sound that you would expect, being like, the context of waiting for Santa, 
could make it the sound unfamiliar, you know? It's unfamiliar within the context that your brain is operating in. Okay, okay. So he hears the sound, and he's thinking, Santa sounds weird, or he's thinking... <laughs> Santa sounds you, weird. Yeah, like, he's thinking, what happened? Like, what, did he crash into a tree? You know? Like, <laughs> who, who knows? Who, who knows what it is? But okay. he goes out and sees this train. Okay, so that's all believable. Yeah. This is adding up so far. The conductor says we're going to the North Pole, of course. Right. Here we run into some problems. We do. You cannot take a train to the North Pole. There is an ocean on the way. The Arctic right. Ocean. So we know the train's not really going there. Correct. Um, which well, we knew anyway. Right. You also couldn't get to the North Pole in two hours on a train. Right. So here's what we have. We have a man mm -hmm. lying to this kid. Oh, that's a good start. He's lying to him. He is. To get him to come on the train, where there are a bunch of other kids. That's horrible. <laughs> and they're... Now, they go on the train, they, they're doing like, they're you know, it's not like... Nothing scary happens. Nothing bad happens. So it's on not... Screen. <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's not like some kind of evil... We, we know, you know, it's... It, this could go... In a lot of bad directions. It's not going there. Right. It's we... going somewhere weird. Yeah. Why is this man taking these kids on and giving them hot chocolate? Really good hot chocolate, by the way. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. In the book and the film. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's why I want hot chocolate right now. Yeah. Oh, we've got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> hot chocolate. Okay. So there's this guy who has some reason to... Have all these children believe that they're going to the North Pole. Right. To the extent that they bring them somewhere mm -hmm. and and have a guy who's Santa have mm -hmm. this whole thing going on. Right. So how much of that is believable, I think, is the question we have to answer. I think it's believable. It's a stretch, but with a lot of money behind it it's possible it's possible mm -hmm. we do need a motive we need a motive i think we can get away i had thought you know they have all these mountains that they go up but i'm sure there are mountains somewhere around there the kid describes them hyperbolically but children look at everything hyperbolically right. so I, I don't think <clears throat> we need to you know right yeah deal with that and they get to the North Pole, and they have <clears throat> hundreds of elves. Yeah. That's a thing. That we gotta do the elves. That we gotta, we gotta figure, figure out. Then Santa. Santa. He doesn't do anything magical. He does. He oh, does. wait. Does he, does he fly away? He on does. The... He flies away. He flies away. With, With the, the reindeer. reindeer. Yeah. That's the, that's the <clears throat> kicker. That's, like, the part that... So, here, here's what I've been thinking. Okay. Right? This train, if it's gonna wake up the kid... And it has all these kids on it. Mm -hmm. It's going to wake up parents. parents. Right. It couldn't not. Which means if no parents are going out and accosting this train service, why are you taking away our kids? The parents know what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's something the parents are like maybe paying for. You know? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You, you go. Keep going. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's as. That, I don't know exactly what it is, but the parents would be awoken by this noise. Awoken? Awaken? 
Awakened? Awakened? Awoke. I awaken. This? They are awoken. Is that true? Yeah, they, like, I, I they are awoken, not they, they are, are awoken. awakened. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Right. So they were awoken. Would be awoken. Yeah. So the train definitely wakes them up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They're woke is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and they know that, you know, they they are in on it somehow. They're paying for it or they're allowing it to happen mm-hmm. or something. <clears throat> they know what's going to go down. They know their kids are going to be brought back safely. Mm-hmm. That doesn't explain what these elves, what's going on with that. It doesn't explain how Santa gets to fly away, but it does explain how this could happen. And, you know? Yeah, I actually have a an idea that sounds really, really explanatory to me. And also, like, an awesome idea. They're not at home. They are at a Christmas vacation theme park. Okay, yeah. And one of the things that happens at this theme park is on Christmas Eve, there's a train that goes around and it brings any children of a certain age. That's why Sarah doesn't go. She's not old enough yet. Oh, okay. And they go and they have this, you know, meet and greet with Santa. And um, it's it's like a pretty exclusive thing. There aren't that many families that are involved. And I I suppose that that's why there's some level of trust also, this was back in the early 20th century, like the early 1900s, so helicopter parenting wasn't a thing back then, not in the way it is now. So that's why all of these kids are kind of just let go to do it at, right. you know, nighttime. And I think that, that explains how it <laughs> seems like they go to North Pole and all that stuff. They even, you know, can create these landscapes that look really... Polar, <laughs> for lack of a better really term. Polar. Um, oh. It explains all the refreshments on the train. Yeah. It explains Santa and the elves. Right, right. And if you, I mean, the description they give of the North Pole is just that it's like a city. Right. It's Which a is a city with factories. You know, it's a theme park. That's what it is. Right. That's it. They're, that's... They're, they're at a theme park. I think that's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. I'm, and how cool would that be? It would be pretty. You know, um, that it's sort of a thing is it because of this book and i've i've done this before at least where i live i don't know how prevalent this is how many places exist but i'm from northeast pennsylvania mm-hmm. um which is historically a, a train place and i think it's in scranton they they have a polar express train thing that they do every christmas i didn't and know I, that i did it um i was older it was really for my little sister. But you go, you dress up in pajamas, you go on the train, uh, and they go through, and they have, like, things set up outside that you pass by, and you, like, pause at, and it's like, you know, you're supposed to be driving through the North Pole. They give you the hot chocolate. They give you the jingle bell. Oh, my gosh. On. Yeah, it was really fun. Like, I was, I don't know how old I was. I was probably, I was probably in middle school at this mm-hmm. point. And I had a blast. So that was it was really fun and cool. That sounds awesome. I presume you go with your parents though. You don't just yeah, go you all by yourself. Right. Because right. you know, reason. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Yeah. Now I yeah. would love to do that. Well I'll tell you what. Have some kids, Chris. I don't want to do that. Have some kids. Can I just go do it by myself? Let's have Is that weird? A podcast kid. 
What? Can you not do that? You not just how does it work? Never mind. I don't know. Um, what? <laughs> so we figured that out. Yeah, and I think I mean, do we need to explain? We don't need to explain the flying. That's just like part of the. Yeah, it's easy it would to look like make his flying. think people are flying. Yeah, that does. Yeah. They do that all the time. Theme parks. Yeah. It's yeah. Whatever. CGI. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only thing mm-hmm. is the jingle bell. Right. And the the way that the sound of the jingle bell disappears for everyone who stops believing yeah, in Christmas. Right. And the, the first thing they so the parents are just like, oh, we don't hear it, it's broken. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, when I first read that part, I thought <clears throat> that maybe, they had said, what a shame. And I thought maybe they could hear a sound, but maybe the bell inside was caught or something. And it was like, a <clears throat> instead of the like jingle that you're looking for. But they they do clarify that his parents don't hear it at all. Yeah. Which they would just lie and say they don't hear it because it's part of the thing. Yeah. But what about his friends and the other kids? Right. And that's where we get, uh, you know. Do you think it's a... This is a stretch, but but it might make sense. The, um... Especially because it's described, like, as a particularly beautiful sound. Maybe it's a frequency thing. You know how as you get older, you lose uh-huh. higher frequencies in your yeah. hearing range? Maybe it's a very high frequency, and for some reason, he just retains that audio capability for some reason. Yeah, you know, I would even go a step simpler. Just say, this guy is, what, 85? At this point. Yeah. At the talent. So all of his friends are also 85. They just can't hear anymore. <laughs> you know yeah and like right i guess you don't have to rationalize it quite as much at that point so for him his ex- like he grew up with this sort of he he still re- really thinks that that theme park was just real like real what happened right oh his my parents god delusions never, yeah. he's just he so he grew up thinking that when you don't believe anymore you can't hear this bell he's been able to keep his hearing but, you know, and he never says when his friends stopped hearing it. It could just be pretty recently now that they're just really old. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Who knows he... how many friends he has left? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very sensitive, Bobby. I'm just saying. They can't hear it. Right. Also, how much of his life has he spent going around checking? Like, can you hear right. this? Yeah, so he, he just, in he wants to believe that... Since his friends don't believe they can't hear it. Because mm-hmm. that's how he understands this bell works. And he wants to keep that alive for himself. Right. So he's told himself that's the reality, even mm-hmm. if it's slightly different. Yeah. And he probably c- came up with that conclusion decades ago when he was still a kid. Right. And kind of exactly. just stuck with it. I'm sure by the time he was 15, he wasn't spending every Chris- Christmas showing this bell to his friends. Right. You know, he kind of <laughs> just assimilated that <laughs> idea here's, here's another one maybe he he did do maybe that. he did do that he did and his friends like kind of all got together and just like we're not going to entertain this anymore. yeah this is ridiculous we don't hear this bell you understand he <laughs> raised it at us we're just gonna pretend we're just gonna say no there's not nothing's happening and they just Please gaslit stop. him forever yeah <laughs> i like that more that is definitely what happened <laughs> oh this poor guy nobody likes him mm-hmm. 
But yeah, when he said none of my friends can hear the bell, what he meant is I don't have any friends who can hear the bell <laughs> because I don't have any friends. Because <laughs> I keep ringing this bell at them and they leave. It's not a good way to make friends. No. Ringing bells in their faces. No. Jingle bells are they're pretty obnoxious. They're very annoying. I don't think Chris Van Osberg realized the effect on the world he was going to have <laughs> when it came to kids ringing bells at their parents' faces. Yeah, this is definitely partially his fault. Yeah. A little bit of the fault of the writer yeah. of Jingle Bells. I put a lot on there. Yeah. On them as well. You know, I'm not going to say any names. But at work yesterday. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Not the jingle bells. Chris, Chris hasn't been at work for a few days. Um, but every year the kids just they just start singing jingle bells. No. And one of one of our coworkers. Do they sing it with the jingle bells that we have? No, no, no. Thank but goodness. oh, they sure will. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no. They were about. To, they were. You know, one kid started singing jingle bells, and one once they start hearing it from one kid, they all start. Mm -hmm. Um and this kid started singing it and one of our coworkers just was like oh all right we're gonna sing a div we're gonna sing a song now and he just came up with this song and then uh they all started singing that song and then you know while they're singing he leaned into me and he said I just I just can't do it with that jingle bell so I just can't do it oh I know exactly <laughs> I know exactly who it I'm is ju I'm just too. not I'm not gonna let it happen <laughs> I know exactly yeah. which coworker it is because of that. <laughs> so um. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah. At least it's not the summer and they're singing it because they sing it in the summer. They too. do. They sing it all. Oh yeah. Anytime, it it just comes in spurts. Yeah. It'll just now it'll just be, be here forever. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, we did that. Let's. Uh, what's our new moral? Um, our new moral is that you should not wave bells in people's faces. Because they won't be friends with you if you do that. <laughs> That's true. That's um, where I'm at right now. It's really fun to lie to your kids. It's really fun. It's fun that, it, I imagine lying to your kids. kids is pretty fun. That's it. That's. <laughs> I don't have kids to lie to. I'm not going to expand on it at all. I have students to lie to, and right. that's fun, too. Yeah. It's, you know, you don't... You harmless don't, lying. Harmless lying. Right. You just making them believe stuff that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yes <laughs> <laughs> i told the kids today that because they all wanted to know where you were so i told them that <laughs> you were a frog now <laughs> and why they told you, you and they that? said why why is chris a frog and i said well an old witch turned him into one and now they really want to turn you back into a person so i have to come into work next week and be a frog when no 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 well the day before we're gonna turn you back into a person great maybe even leading up to it it'll be like a little project and then you'll it'll be a project yeah it is really funny how they can't understand like as soon as one of us is not there <laughs> yeah. every single where, class where is he where did he go yeah that's all they ask yeah I'm like i told you this so many times it's pretty cute it's it pretty is cute. it is <laughs> I'm Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And this has been No Nonsense Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to do another Dr. Seuss classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, I cannot wait. 
I love that book. It's one of my favorites. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid, like the old animated version. Yeah. It was so. It was every Christmas. Had yep. to watch it. It was wonderful. Yeah, and they just made the new one. Did you yeah. watch that? No, but I heard it's pretty good. I did. I heard that too. I heard it's definitely better than the Jim Carrey version, Ooh, which what? isn't surprising. That one's. Oh, you don't like that one? Not really. It's just not the Grinch. It's not the Grinch. To me. I agree. It's not the Grinch. It's not the Grinch. I don't. Th- I like. I like his acting in it. I like mm-hmm. him as the Grinch. Yeah. You know, but it's not the. It's not the Grinch really. Yeah. It's not the story. That you know as a kid. This one looks like it might be. I, I mean, I yeah. haven't seen it either. I've heard good things so far. Good. Um, in the meantime, if you all want to get in touch with us, feel free to email us at nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, all of those places. We still have our ears and eyes open for... Holiday stories that are not Christmas related, if anyone has one that they're looking for. Or, I mean, just suggestions in general. Yeah. Some of our best moments so far on this show have been from suggestions. Yeah. Where's Waldo? We've we've only had very few suggestions so far. We'd really like some more. So if you got any kids' books that you want to see us do, even if you feel like, uh, you know, this isn't going to make the most sense. Send them our way. We'll check them out. We'll see what we can do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Choo, choo, choo. Ho, ho, ho.